It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. In 2006, Happy was the first elephant to pass a mirror recognition test which indicates self-awareness like humans. And animal rights advocates wanted Happy to make history again as the first elephant to be recognized as a legal person entitled to protection against unlawful imprisonment. Happy's attorney, Monica Miller, argued to New York's highest court that Happy is extraordinarily intelligent and autonomous and should be able to challenge her confinement at the Bronx Zoo through habeas corpus. The scientists are unanimous that elephants aren't just autonomous, but they're also uh, cognitively complex, emotionally intelligent, altruistic, highly communicative. But Chief Judge Janet DeFiore and Judge Anthony Canataro expressed concern about the repercussions of ruling for Happy. So does that mean that uh, I couldn't keep a dog? I mean, dogs can memorize words. And I think most people who have dogs or any kind of domesticated pet that way would say that they feel there's a special connection and a bond. They're like their family, as I think you pointed out in the brief. If I had a dog, I could leave property to them. Is this case about Happy, one exceptionally autonomous and intelligent creature, or is this about all Asian elephants or all elephants? What's the scope of the, the population we're talking about here? Well, it would be disingenuous to not think that this would you know, be precedent for another elephant. And by a vote of five to two, the court ruled that Happy is not a person and cannot get habeas corpus relief to be moved to an elephant sanctuary. The result being that she'll continue to live alone in a one-acre exhibit at the Bronx Zoo, where she's been kept for the last 45 years. Joining me is Elizabeth Stein of the Non-Human Rights Project, Happy's New York Council. What do you say to the people who think this legal fight is absurd because an animal is not a human being? Well, if the argument is that an animal is not a human, that is absolutely true. We are not arguing that an animal is a human. What we are arguing is that human beings have certain rights, such as the fundamental right to bodily liberty protected by habeas corpus, which we believe is not limited to human beings. And based on the extraordinary intrinsic nature of elephants, 
their autonomy, their extraordinary cognitive complexity. We believe that happy as an elephant is entitled to the recognition of that same right that a human being has. The fact that a human being has this right should never preclude a non-human animal, such as happy the elephant, from having that same right. And I think what also happens is that, you know, the term person is thrown around so much. And when someone hears the term person, they think of human being. But in the eyes of the law, a person is not the same thing as a human being. They're not synonymous terms. A person is merely anything, whether it be an individual or an entity, that has the capacity for a right. Happy is a special elephant, from what I understand. Did you choose her for that reason? Well, Happy is a very special elephant because she was the first elephant to mirror self-recognition test. So, you know, that does make her very special. But all elephants are extremely special in their intrinsic cognitive abilities, their intrinsic autonomy, their intrinsicness as elephants. So we also chose Happy because of the fact that she is in this very, very, very small prison at Bronx Zoo because she is alone. There were really many reasons for choosing Happy. Explain the basic issue here, the habeas corpus issue. Well, habeas corpus is really a mechanism by which an individual, and I'm not going to say human being because you know, while historically it has only been used by human beings, there's no reason why it couldn't be used by an individual with its same right to bodily liberty because habeas corpus protects bodily liberty. It's the mechanism by which someone who is imprisoned can challenge the legality of the imprisonment. And that's precisely what we were doing in our petition on Happy's behalf, what we've done in our chimpanzee petitions what we're doing in the petition that we filed in California for the three elephants in Fresno. It's a challenge to the lawfulness of the imprisonment based on a violation of the non-human animal's bodily liberty. You were asking the court to make a novel ruling here. What was your argument? Our argument was based on the evolution of the common law, and we put forward the evidence, the undisputed, unrebutted scientific evidence presented by five of the most renowned elephant scientists based on decades of their research and studying elephants. And it was through their affidavits that we presented the factual basis for Happy's autonomy, for the fact that she is this autonomous, extraordinarily cognitively complex, non-human animal who suffers the same way that a human being would suffer in this imprisonment, that she should be out traveling miles a day as elephants do, foraging, planning. Elephants have a true sense of self. They remember the past. They know the present and can plan for the future. The females, such as Happy, are matriarchs for life. They are in herds. They mourn the dead. They play. They frolic. They roam. So what we were saying to the court is, based on common law principles of science, 
and fairness and equity and justice more than anything, the court needed to evolve the common law to be able to recognize Happy's common law right to bodily liberty based on very sound established principles of liberty and equality that are cherished by the courts in New York. And once recognizing this right, her imprisonment is unlawful and the remedy for habeas corpus is released from the unlawful imprisonment. The zoo's lawyer, Kenneth Manning, basically argued that Happy was not being mistreated and the zoo was in compliance with all the animal welfare laws. There's been no harm to the animal and you have three affidavits from the people at the zoo attesting to that. The animal is treated well. She's adapted well to her surroundings. Their basic legal argument was based on these other cases that, you know, we believe were wrongly decided, that essentially happy as an elephant, a non-human animal, cannot have this right. That unless you are human, you cannot have this right. And yes, they were saying she's happy, she has her trainer, she can't be moved. But we had the experts who said no. <laughs> She's not happy. No elephant in captivity, if you're going to use the term happy, is happy, and that human beings are no substitute for an elephant being with other elephants. And we cited numerous examples of elephants who had been deemed unfriendly and aggressive and too old to be moved. They were moved to sanctuaries and they thrived. Because bottom line is, as our experts said, you cannot really analyze an elephant in captivity because they're not being an elephant. Really describe an elephant in captivity because they're not being an elephant. Still, the court wrote that no court has held the habeas corpus writ applicable to a non-human animal, and there's no precedent to support the suggestion it should be applicable. What's your reaction to the ruling? Well, first I'm going to say, yes, five judges turned us down. But, and it's not even, you know, kind of turning lemons into lemonade or glass half full type of thing. The two dissenting judges in this case, their dissents are absolutely remarkable. And, you know, June, I really can't impress upon anybody enough that this is the first time in history that the highest court of an English-speaking jurisdiction heard a case such as this on behalf of a non-human animal. So to have gotten two judges to dissent and say, no, Happy is entitled to this right and her freedom is absolutely remarkable. And what I would say about the other five judges is that they are wrong on the law. They are basically saying that if you are not a human being, you are not entitled to this right or to habeas corpus, which defies justice. It defies what this court should be doing as a common law court when, you know, I think about the amicus briefs that were submitted in this case from the most renowned scholars in law, constitutional law, habeas corpus law, theology, philosophy, science, the court of public opinion. I can't, for the life of me, understand how those five judges so missed the mark here, but I will say that this is very early after the decision was 
handed down. We are reading it over and over and over again. And we still have not decided what our next legal challenge will be in this case. Do you have any recourse above the highest court in New York? Well, one thing I will say, June, about our work as lawyers for the Non-Human Rights Project, we're persistent. And it takes a lot for us to give up and say, okay, we have dotted every I and crossed every T. So we are examining other legal options with this case. Whether we can go back to the Court of Appeals, and what I would like to really impress is that these dissents will be used when we go into other states. We're in California right now. We will be citing to these dissents. Judges in the other states can look to these dissents from the highest court in New York and use them and rely on them and kind of see them maybe as a structural framework for their own decisions, and again, to have gotten these two dissents so quickly. I mean, knowing how slowly, when you have a social justice movement or a civil rights movement, how slowly these things evolve. And ultimately, if it's not for happy, it will be for another elephant or a chimpanzee or an orca. It is going to happen. That's what these two dissents prove to me. I know your goal is to get Happy moved to an elephant sanctuary. Is there anything else you can do if you have no legal recourse left? Well, if we can't come up with another legal route for her, we are hoping that, you know, because the public is so strongly behind us, June, after the decision, People are emailing us and sending messages on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram in support of not only our work, but in continuing the effort to get happy out. So if we don't have other legal efforts, then we are going to ask the public to continue to put pressure on the Wildlife Conservation Society to do the right thing for happy because she has a life yet that she should be spending in a sanctuary. And if they really cared about her, they would do it because they have no legitimate reason to keep her there. None. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. That's Elizabeth Stein of the Non-Human Rights Project. I'm June Grosso, and you're listening to Bloomberg. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.